0: Uh, this is Behind the Imports, a podcast by MerchBot.com. My name is George Chusen, your host, uh, and today we're joined by author, continuous improvement expert, and LinkedIn meme celebrity, Jake Harrell. Uh, hi, Jake.
1: Hi, George. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks, thanks for joining us. So, um, yeah, so Jake's a continuous improvement expert from the US in Dallas in Texas, Jake, can you just give us a bit of a rundown of what continuous improvement is, so what you do on a daily basis?
1: Continuous improvement is the idea that every facet of what we do in business and in life can be improved upon regularly and statistically. Um, I try to take that into my daily approach to leading large groups of teams to sort of reframe what they've come to accept as the normal and constantly examine even the slightest, slightest way they can get better daily
0: so that's something that you do you do you currently work as a continuous improvement expert in in your current role
1: well i i think i'm not 100% sure as a world paradigm but definitely in america we get continuous improvement wrong where we introduce it as a silo where it's a separate group that comes in once a year and has an event where we try to make one thing better uh, quite the opposite of that you know lean CI philosophy is daily progress and meaningful work. So kind of where I bring to the table there is I'm an operations manager for a third-party distribution facility, and I'm directly in charge of that group and the actions they take daily. And it's my job to constantly bring in continuous improvement philosophy and how we apply it to our daily working lives.
0: Oh, nice. So it's just about... Getting to a level and then continually improving upon that level, continually, consistently, continuously.
1: That's exactly right. It's sustained, uh, programmatic, and directional improvement in just about any facet you can think of, whether it be safety, quality, um, productivity, KPI of any kind, or even people in morale.
0: Oh, nice. So, that's obviously we know each other through LinkedIn, and that's, I mean, we have quite in-depth conversations on similar subjects around LinkedIn, um, on LinkedIn around continuous improvement and obviously different Six Sigma um, systems. But what, what really made you, I mean, obviously you don't uh, earn your, your keep through LinkedIn. I love the the memes that you do on LinkedIn. They're they're pretty much a daily occurrence on there. Um, But what really made you start your LinkedIn page if if you know you, you do continuous improvement in a distribution warehouse?
1: Well, that is a fantastic question. So funny enough, um, I have an unlisted job between what's out there and my uh, physical LinkedIn presence. And in that job, I was directly, absolutely directly, uh, told not to improve anything. And this is what I do for a living, and that's, of course, why it was a short-lived job where – Um, I had a big salary to sit in an office and my directive was to literally not improve anything. So I had seven hours and 55 minutes of free time in an eight hour day. And I decided, you know what would be funny? Cause I started with a couple of articles and then I thought, well, this is really just, you know, sort of anti-mimesis where life is imitating art more than the other way around. And uh, I didn't change that focus and. Let's just make it funny because it's what I'm actually going through so, yeah
0: absolutely when you you look on there it is it's taking a, a degree of um, humor and putting it into historically and and still now it's it's a very dry subject, you know continuous improvement, six sigma. if you actually tried to sit down and and learn some of it if if you can't apply it, it becomes really, really dry very quickly, so where did you get? the inspiration to to do it and then really just put out this meme, uh, daily meme thing that you've started.
1: Well, this is kind of the the other end of the token where historically, everybody I've met that's like a consultant or operational excellence, their totally polished, slick approach is kind of what I would refer to as a stick in the mud. (laughs) Yes. And part of that, that philosophy just does not translate down to the people actually doing the work. Well, if instead of that, if I show a little weakness and I'm a little funny at the same time, that engages everybody. Absolutely. Even if you don't know some of the concepts, just to go, "Huh, I know what he's talking about and give it a chuckle. And guess what? Now I've sold you on what continuous improvement actually is.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And it's also about—I mean, it probably falls into a little bit about vulnerability-based trust because you're showing that you you're vulnerable, and in a way that you just through humor, and then you can get people more people trusting you just through engaging them on the same level that they understand that. That's a great thing. It's a great in with that that line of of people. I know from when I used to work in a factory as a manager, it was always very hard to kind of gain a level with the, some of the people who had the the fixes in their mind um, to actually how to fix the problem that you're seeing. But because it's a very much an us and, them, us and them kind of philosophy, it was very hard sometimes to break down those barriers without getting to that level. Um, and humor was one of the ways of getting there. So you I, I, spot on, like spot on with that. So what what do you do? Um, in your time when you're not like producing memes on LinkedIn,
1: well, I've been I've sort of struggled this last year in 2020 with some excess free time to really line out what that's going to look like. This year, it just so happened uh, I wrote a book called Chasing Excellence. <laughs> um, yeah, so the idea is for the the everyday layman, as you know, I'm not somebody who's got a fancy college degree and had an A class or middle class life. And the idea is to frame your problems in a way that you can jump immediately to solving. So um, the, the purpose is you're stuck on stuff daily life that drags you down, and you sort of wade in it most of your life before you individually find solutions to a given problem. Well, instead of that, my hope was to put out a pragmatic approach to solving all of the problems that come up in your day-to-day life, but then also intentionally go through and make it as simple and direct to the point as possible. Some key points from the book is it's less than 150 pages. Um, I went through and intentionally took out eight letter words. So it doesn't have this 25 cent definitions. You have to go look up in a lexicon. I went out of my way (laughs) to make it four or five pages at a time. That's a chapter. Just here's the theory. Here's an example. Here's particularly how you apply it. Then here's some questions to ensure you're thinking it through.
0: Absolutely, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Because your book's based around some quite well understood engineering systems that, that I mean, I've used in in daily life, um, in engineering. But your book can really uh, help people use the systems that have been developed through engineering systems and, and and problem solving systems to to apply to their daily life in in everything really, um, and that's what I really liked about the book, isn't it? You read it, and you, you could read it as a, a kind of you could read it as an alien, and it would explain to you that in a darkened room, how you would go about solving some of those problems. So it'd be like if you were from Mars, how would you solve a problem if you came to the Earth and you were like, I know nothing. You know, you're an alien. You've come down, and it's like, how do you start from a darkened room into fixing a problem? So it's one of the, that's that's absolutely one of the things that I actually took from the book, and I, 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 when we spoke about it previously, is it? I liked that you can use it in isolation.
1: Yeah, and the purpose to, to was to improve on that individually by chapter. So as you learn the, I think, 11 or 14 concepts that I present in the book, is you can refer directly back to that one chapter, read two pages of content, and immediately take it, apply it. And it acts as its own story that's part of a broader concept. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I, I liked one of the parts of the book that you had the exercise at the end of some of the chapters to actually put into practice some of the, the lessons that you taught in the chapter. Um, it was very good. I actually took quite a lot away from the PDCA, um, which is the kind of the premise of the book, really. It's about having a plan um, and going over it. So with PDCA being such a big theme running through the book um, and without going too much into detail around it, Um, Just give us a bit of an example of how I could maybe implement a PDCA cycle and what PDCA is um, to something maybe I don't like in my life because that's really how the the book reads, is how it can change things for me.
1: Yeah, so uh, again, the intention there was was precisely that with engineering and CI, uh, specifically industrial engineering, can be a dry subject by framing it as a story you can sort of imbibe it all and go, hey, this actually makes sense to a regular human being. So specific example to your question, in the chapter, I talk about weight loss. Um, I know just, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know the US specifically, like one out of every three people is overweight. So I start there with, you have to make a plan, like I'm going to lose X amount of pounds. You have to actually do the plan. Then you have to check your outcomes against that plan. Am I actually losing weight? Or am I lying to myself and eating snacks all day? And then you have to adjust what you've checked to get more of the outcomes you want. And it's an iterative cycle that never stops.
0: Absolutely. So it's about, it's about planning and then doing and then acting upon those actions. I, I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I, I put into practice some of the things, especially on weight loss, because a lot of people really struggle with weight loss. And there's... I think I looked up a, a statistic, but there's over a trillion dollars of of media of things that you can go and buy to aid with weight loss, and fundamentally they all fall back to exactly what you have just explained. It's it it's no there's no secrets to it. It's just it's it's having a plan, doing it, and acting upon it.
1: That's precisely it. Actually, in the in the book, I disguised the names, but one of them was actually my own journey as I was writing the chapter.
0: Oh, really, his personal experience. No, it's, it, it, I enjoyed it a lot. One of the other, um, <laughs> I don't know, it, it was quite out there, but one of my other favorite chapters in there was actually talking about um, an alien abduction. It sounds quite far out, but it's about explaining how you can problem solve when you don't have any things that you understand around you and then how the same um, systems that you can implement can be totally transferable onto a different planet, for example. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, the idea was to bring it as literally as alien of concepts as I could, and as I was writing it, to not understand the answers. And then instead of like giving you the code to the safe, what I'm really doing is teaching you the algorithm for any safe that's in front of you, you can crack.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that really came across in it. Also, the crab people, you could really uh, visualize that as well.
1: (laughs) So, Jake, who's your perfect customer for this book? People with eyes that can read English. (laughs) (laughs) No, I suppose it would be like mid-level or new leadership that doesn't know where to go or
0: how to figure out the outcomes they're now responsible for. Yeah, that's, um, but that's a very, very good target audience, especially if you are advertising on LinkedIn for just that, because a lot of people in, who are new to that role um, may have been on LinkedIn, especially of late, because they were looking for new roles. And now they are in those roles. And now they're looking for that kind of guidance that they might not be able to get from even being in their job.
1: Yeah, the the story is actually a pretty good one. So what inspired me to write it was John Thacker had a book out called Zoom, How to Win as an Operations Supervisor right now. And his sole inspiration for the book was there were things he struggled with when he was a supervisor and the content was nowhere. So he wrote it himself. And he reached out to me over LinkedIn, and this is how we initially became friends, even though we worked at the same company, and asked to read his book and give him feedback. And he actually liked my feedback so much, he had me do a class, come over to his site and teach his other management about some things. And as soon as we did that, I was inspired to, I'm going to write my book that sort of builds up his in a way. Yeah. So now we're working backwards where... Um he's got the book How to Win as an Operations Supervisor. I've got chasing excellence out there. We're gonna add a third title that's the You Wanna Be a Team Lead and sort of take you through that whole scope. You go all the way from just let's say being a forklift operator to being a general manager.
0: No, I think it's a very good um area to aim at because I know when, when I was a senior manager in, in, in JLR, when I when I first stepped up to that role, I you know you you know in principle what it what you need to do. And and I think time teaches you it, but it'd be nice to have that just that guidebook to go. You don't need to know these things. You I say that strangely, but you don't need to know all of the things. You just need to pull the people around you that do. You don't need to know it. You know, you just need to have a guidebook to kind of show you the tools to be able to do that. And and I think that's where you're aiming at.
1: Precisely.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very good target market.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help that I I also just, I have always had a genuine passion for it. So when I land in a warehouse or distribution setting, my very first thing is, what does development plans look like and how do I get them? to Everybody that is looking to do more out of their lives. That's just my favorite thing to do by default. Are there any systems that
0: you put in place that say, for example, when you go into a new facility, if you've got a new role, Um, are there any systems that you immediately put in place? I don't know, maybe over the past two or three times that you've been in to a new new role. Is there any advice that you could give to somebody? Maybe that's what you start with because you're starting from blind.
1: Absolutely. So the first thing I do is I map the facility out as a swim lane, So I can see the process from left to right by the person doing the work by function. So, in and, and, and all of the last four places I've worked at, that was step one. As soon as you do that, then you have clarity. Right? Oh, well, here's why this is where the pain point is, and here's why this is failing, because you actually have the visual of it as a swimline. Yeah.
0: No, and even mapping it out, it 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 gives you such a um a detailed overview of what happens and when. And then you can start to look at some of the bottlenecks and the issues that people have. Because when you go into new places, nine times out of 10, you'll ask a question. They won't know the answer to it. They've just got, it's always been like that. Yep. And that's exactly what swim swimlines show you, as long, uh, along with process mapping as well.
1: Yeah, I like the swim line because it's easy to say. It takes 10 people to produce this product. And then you can always inevitably follow along these lines of, well, it's really obvious why this gap from this person to this person exists, and it's always been great directional improvement right out of the gate.
0: Fresh eyes are a great thing to also have as well. I mean, and and that your swim lane um, advice is is great because you're looking at it from fresh eyes and. If you go to, say, for example, an operations manager of a new factory that you've just gone into and then say, well, I've done this process map, I've, I've laid it out. I don't really understand what these processes here, here and here are. They look to me like a bottleneck. Um, can you just explain to me my fresh eyes? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty clueless to it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Yeah, a lot of times I find that to be better. And yeah the s v is very quick to gloss over where the glaring problem is in your process when, when.
0: one of the um one of the best exercises that we used to have um, in t v m so that's time value management was um freshized line walk so you'd walk down a line and you get somebody who wasn't even necessarily an engineer to have a look at a very complex um, uh, product on the line and then the Then ask them, is there anything you can see in this product that maybe you could remove? And they would ask stupid questions. But sometimes those stupid questions weren't actually stupid. You went away and investigated it. And then say, for example, just as as an example, it's like, why is this bolt here? And you'd you'd actually be tasked to go away and find out if you could remove that bolt. A lot of the times it'd be, well, you need that bolt because you need to retain the clamping force on X component against the Y component. And the CAE analysis suggests that you need it. You can't remove it. But sometimes you could go in and then you could remove that bolt. And then you you have that saving. But that was just through fresh eyes.
1: Yeah, so that that was kind of the inspiration for one of my chapters is take smart advice from dumb people. Like I'm not attacking people, but literally people totally clueless to your problem can give meaningful advice.
0: Absolutely. There's, um, it sounds like the book is uh, it's, it's, it's just the, the instructions how to win at life. Maybe you should have called it that.
1: I'll re-release it next year <laughs> in the UK and call it that. So what, what, what's,
0: what's next in the, uh, the Chasing Excellence franchise?
1: Well, I'm currently working with a cohort of mine, John Thacker, on a book titled, So You Want to Be a Team Lead. And the idea is we slowly talk through precisely what has to change for you to go from an individual contributor role to actual leadership. This historically, like in warehousing and distribution, just the hardest worker gets into that role. We sort of turn that on its head and just teach you what it takes and what people are looking for. So uh, you're prepared. It's something you want to do. Oh,
0: nice. When's, um, When's that pen to come out?
1: um looking like somewhere january february area We'll start to see some media about 30 days in advance
0: oh great that's really good so there's a, there's more in the pipeline from chasing excellence and Jake Harrell, which is always good to hear and you're going to keep up the memes on uh linkedin
1: that's absolutely right every single day
0: keep it keep it going so, if you'd like to have a read about um, Chasing Excellence, where, where could people possibly buy your book, Jake?
1: It is available today on Amazon.com.
0: Can I have a, a a real paper version of it?
1: Yes, sir. A paperback in eBook. There's a Spanish version slated to come out this week.
0: A Spanish? Who's doing that translation? It's not you, is it? Uh, multi-talented, <laughs> Jake.
1: Uh, uh, well, multi-talented enough. I we am born and raised in Texas where Spanish is a part of our daily lives, but... It is a good colleague of mine, Octavio Salas. I also encourage you to reach out and connect with him on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, nice. Well, well, um, I think I've got him on uh, LinkedIn. A nice guy, spoken to him. Um, no, that's cool. Jake, thank you very much for your time today. Hopefully that some, some of the people who are listening to that have taken away um, some of the actions around what you've written in the book. And if you want to read more, then I suggest going and buying a copy of Jake's book. Thank you very much, sir. No worries. Thanks, Jake. Have a great day. You too.